0: This is the In the Black
1: Podcast.
2: Oh, in the Black Podcast. <laughs> big old the Richard, black. Big old. All right, man. So, this past week, man, you know, I'm an avid Audible listener, man. Hopefully, one of these days, Amazon Audible is going to hear our podcast and give us a good ass sponsorship. But uh, I'm an avid audible listener and I found out (laughs) in an awkward way that another person on the bus riding in is another audible listener and this woman she is a uh, she's a handful she's a very she's a she's one of There are certain terms that would be used to categorize or to describe this woman that I can't do because I I love my wife and I love women and I try not to do those sorts of things, so. You did all of it just now, but go ahead. Something, Uh, but I'm, I'm sitting on the bus and she's usually this way with other people on the bus, right, so it's not just like it's just me. So she's walking on the bus and she has her headphones inside of her phone or whatever, right? And that was her first mistake. She should have been using Bluetooth. But So she trips and the head jack comes out of the phone and you hear and she gets down on her knees and takes his throbbing member into her mouth. Edit, edit, edit. <laughs> so what's fun, the funniest part is that everybody, you could, it, you would have sworn that somebody scratched one of those records. It was like, Scrrr! everybody turned and looked at her and the bus driver was like, damn, that must be a good ass book. Everybody busted out laughing on the damn bus, oh right? God. And the first time ever since this lady been riding the bus, she ain't have jack shit to complain about. She sat in her corner. It was quiet as shit. <laughs> and everybody, everybody that was leaving off the bus as they're getting off the bus they would always give her a look or a little snicker or whatever and she didn't have shit to say. I just enjoyed the whole shenanigan of it all, man. It was, too much.
3: I'm it was my, too much. I have so many questions, bro, but I don't I don't want you to get in trouble, so I'm going to...
2: Go ahead, dude. Ask, ask your questions because my, my <laughs> no, wife knows... Listen, the the difference between my wife and your wife, she no, knows that no, if no, no, there's no. a question, <laughs> then it was you that prompted <laughs> it and caused the problem. So whatever
4: answer I give is you, you were the catalyst. You were the catalyst. No. You are the catalyst. <laughs> so go ahead and ask him. Oh, you know, right. How do you, you know, know so much unless you were a witness? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh,
2: I was letting appointed to the situation. I'm waiting for you, L. Ask your black daggone black question.
3: question. That's okay. You got a black box sweater?
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know good motherfuckers. Yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? What's up? What is up? Back once again, it is the incredible In The Black podcast. And in case you weren't aware, this is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world and covering it all from the perspective of three grown ass men who've got the juice. I am your host, Big O, Mr. In The Black himself, but you know I can't do this alone. Let me introduce the rest of the good fellas. Crush, say what's up.
4: What's good, everybody? Good to be back.
2: L, what's up? What's good, family? No doubt, no doubt. And tonight, we have a special guest with us, Vernon Blanson, host of the University College Podcast. V. Bland, say what's up, man. What's up, fellas? It's good to be back. No doubt, no doubt. Now, V., you've been on the show before, but for those folks that might not have been privileged enough to hear those episodes, please tell them a little bit about yourself and a little bit about the show.
0: Yeah, man. So, I think we kind of run a parallel circle. So, University College is a podcast dedicated to uh, discussing issues of particular cue to us right um topics and things like that that matter to us we kind of look at it as um if you had water cooler talk but not for sports so <laughs> if you get the basic details and you need to figure out um the basics of certain political issues and things like that and how they affect you specifically um then you know our place is a, is a podcast to stop by we, we stay away from you know what you would call ratchet and all that that ain't our lane we let other people handle that we tend to stick more so um, to business and politics and kind of family stuff, which is like the pillars of what our show is about. So we have a lot of fun uh, and we try to get you in and out in about 30, to 45 minutes to give you the basics of what you need. So if somebody were to come and ask you, hey, what's up with the impeachment? What do you think? You would be able to at least articulate your own thought based on facts We try to stay away from opinions.
2: That's what I'm talking about. And I really appreciate the show. I've been a fan of the show for quite some time. So um, it's probably one of the, you know, I'm biased, but it's probably yeah, one it of the really closest is. shows to our show that's actually on point with how they describe things and how they break down the news and current events. So I really I mean, appreciate it. you being on the show, man. Thank you. It's a super dope yeah. show. It really yeah, dope. It is. Real good stuff. L, please tell the good folks how they can become a part of the family. Well, hey, you can
3: find us everywhere, man. First of all, we have our own website in the blackpodcast.com. Come through on that particular site, you can find our merchandise. You can click the tab that says become family, and there we ask you, man, to contribute. We're not asking for tithes and offerings. We're asking for you. <laughs> oh, please. Plant that seed. Uh, please. Plant that seed. Plant the seed. And God will bless you. <laughs> 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 but you can find us everywhere, man. Corny We're like, Oh. Damn, <laughs> Oh, shots fired. Mr. The nigga brand. was dressed like a nickel. Damn. Jesus. <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, man. In the Black, check us out, man. Uh, become a member <laughs> of our family. We appreciate sure all y'all.
2: No doubt, no doubt. Now, we're going to jump into it, because we've been on a hiatus, but we're going to jump into our Black Box letter for tonight. And tonight's Black Box letter comes from Tonio. Tonio writes, hello, hey, brothers. Antonio, I- or Tonio? It's Tonio, but I think it's Antonio. But he go- he's- he writes Tonio in the Can thing, they call him Tony? <laughs> <laughs> Can I, can I, can I read the letter? Can I Whoa, read the letter? What's up, it's t- t- <laughs> was it? T- was there, it's a T or what? Like what should have never-, <laughs> never gave you black folks internet. I keep trying to tell you mother All right, Tonio writes, oh, hello my. brothers. I've been checking out the show for about a year now and I love the advice you guys give. You are truly, as your tagline says, informed and intelligent. Can't tell you how much I appreciate that. My question to you is, are you guys and your wives always on the same page when it comes to how you want to raise your children? It becomes an an issue of contention between my wife and I as of late. Uh, We have one child, an 11 year old boy, who we both love and adore very much, but my wife will often coddle some behaviors that I deem as detrimental. For example, he is hypersensitive. He's quick to get sad, cry, or just shut down at the drop of a dime. Now, before you call me a monster or say that this sounds like some toxic masculinity, I'm not saying that he shouldn't be emotional. I want my son to feel free to talk to me, especially with the freedom that I didn't have as a child, to speaking with mine. But what I want him to realize is that there is a time and a place for everything. And though I'm here to help him and fight for him, his mother and I won't always be there. So I talk to him, try to understand him, but I also don't coddle his crying and will admit at times I tell him he has to suck it up. Mm. I hope I've described enough. I want to raise a young man that is understanding and compassionate enough to break the generational curse of black men, but at the same time help to build a king that is tough enough to survive a savage world that doesn't care about his feelings. I'd love to get you guys thoughts, please. Your fan, Tonio. Yeah. So who wants to go ahead and start it out?
4: Sure. She was the, making all uh, those damn jokes. Go ahead, Al. I'll yeah. let the fathers take this. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
3: Uh yeah, Antonio, Uh, Tony, T, Antonio. I don't know. What, listen, I don't know what to call you at the moment. Uh Antoine. Antoine. Shut that I up. Antoine too <laughs> sure. I know Antoine, too. We'll talk about him later. Uh but really, this is a really uh a subject that's near and dear to my heart. This is something that I've been talking a lot about here lately, personally, about the pressures of black men and being parents and husbands and providers uh, and the difficulties of that. Because on one hand, you want to uh, bring your child up in this crazy white supremacist world as a way of being hardened to the ills of society. But on the other hand, you want them also to be able to be emotional enough to be able to navigate those more sensitive areas of life. It's a difficult balance. And I'm going to tell you, I have four girls. So I can't give you the type of advice that I give to my daughters because it's a little different because of where they are in their gender. Uh, But, hey, I would say this to you be careful with the the idea of coddling uh the idea of suck it up i understand what your intent is i understand what you're trying to do but those words have a profound effect on children and oftentimes it may make him not want to open up to you and open up to other people that can also be detrimental down the road so i would say bro take it easy and listen to your wife man Listen to your wife. I find that my wife is a good uh, sounding board when I'm parenting my girls. She gives me insight that I need to be able to properly do it when I think I may be going overboard or when she thinks I'm going overboard. Take that advice and be okay with it, but that I am deeply concerned about black boys, because I feel as though they're often brought up into this world. They're not able to be sensitive. They're not able to be hugged and shown affection. There's so much suck it up. There's so much, uh, uh, it's gonna be okay, don't worry about it. And we try to develop these hardened warriors at such a young age when all they really need to be is just little kids, man. So just kind of take it easy, bro. Don't be too hard on yourself and try not to be too
2: hard on him. Go ahead, B-Bland.
0: Yeah, it's, it's an interesting question, um, and I, I'm I'm shocked we're getting this deep into the conversation so early. I like this. It's what I like about your show. So I'll be quick. Um, I think he asked a specific question. The first part was, do you um, have any disagreements with your wife? Absolutely. Um, but I think that's because I think that's because I feel the role of a mother and a father are not the same. Um, naturally, or at least historically, naturally, women tend to be more nurturing. So. That and, I'm, and again, for the ladies listening, I'm not saying you have to be nature nurturers. I'm saying it tends to be that way, right? Uh, and so you nurture those emotions. And I think, I think men, regardless of race, but I think we're talking about obviously us right now. So men yeah. are supposed to be tough, and we're supposed to not complain about their estate. So what I've noticed with my with my wife, the more specific to the question is, she is much more concerned with the feelings of our son, and I think he needs that, right? I think he needs cool. that now. Having said that, I don't tell my son, hey, you're acting like a father, you're acting like Over. a girl or any of those things. And I, think, I think even though a lot of us were raised that way and, and some of us have issues with that from our, from our childhood and some of us True. don't, True. I think that's just not my son, right? My son is a sensitive child. Um, he's much more sensitive than I am today and I'm 36. Mm-hmm. And already I think his EQ is, is just a little more innate than mine was. And mm-hmm. so I don't want to take that from him. I think I agree with you man, listen to your wife, um, especially if, she had, if she's more in touch with the emotional tone of your kids. Um, what, I'd like to, what I'd like to ask the, the fellas on the panel, uh, and then we can do it later, is so I have a daughter who's six and a son who's four, mm-hmm. and I absolutely don't raise my daughter and my son the same way, for better or for worse. I just don't raise yeah, yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of, of uh, things that my wife is much more, uh, like I'm the disciplinarian in our house, mm-hmm. hands down and so she's always like i'm going to tell your dad if you do something wrong i'm like hey man you need to make sure that you are they fear you too from a disciplinarian standpoint because if they don't then when they get bigger and stronger and they can lie and things like that there's not going to be a foundation for you to discipline them so i would say with you and your wife just think about it that way take out take out the the gender stuff you know like you're acting like a girl or you're acting like this or you're soft and more so look at in terms of is the behavior that i'm trying to encourage something that's going to help them later on you can do it that way taking out the gender stuff and i think you'll be doing what's best for your child and you'll also be helping yourself uh to relate more to your child as you get older because like he said Man, you're going to want them to come to you in those tough times. If they don't feel like, if they feel like all they're going to get from you is, oh, you're acting like a girl or some of that type of stuff or you're too sensitive, they're not going to come to you. They're going to go find another outlet, good or bad.
2: Go ahead, Phil. I know that you don't have kids, but I mean, in your perspective, like seeing it from, I guess, from the outside looking in or just even talk about your own family experience.
4: Well, I mean, I would definitely say that, you know, my my own father definitely raised me with a very... uh, Sharp sense of uh, practicality towards life. but the the big heart that that raised and nurtured me and my sense of compassion was definitely my mother. And this is something that you know we don't often see reflected in the actions of our young black men, you know these days. and that, that that's something that is uh, evidence of you know especially you know being being the husband of an educator or from a principal, Mm-hmm. You know, she's definitely shown me evidence of an emotional um, stunting amongst young black men, where their their emotional range, you know, goes from greed to anger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because for some reason they feel they have to be that way. You know, and and, and any and any measure of compassion is looked at as weakness. Mm-hmm. When compassion, is, when, when, when compassion is is what we need the most in our community. Yeah. You know? So um, you know the, the contradictions are definitely there, and I would definitely say that you know, right like, like the gentleman said here, hey, listen to your wife. You know, uh, she she was, uh, she she's definitely there to, to to balance out the situation and to offer the uh, to offer the well-rounded perspective that your children need. Uh, you know, to grow up as emotionally whole human beings. Yeah,
2: yeah. Whew, this is a topic, honestly, man. <clears throat> That hits close to home for me because I have a son that's very similar in aspects to Tonio's child. Uh, my son is a very warm, very loving, and oftentimes, and I don't say this b- disparagingly of my son or in, in I guess, in, a, uh, in ignorance that he's a child, but oftentimes naive as well, right? And sometimes I have to talk to my son in a way. I don't want to say to toughen him up but to give him some basis or foundation of what reality is my friend my son is very quick to call people his friends and i want my son to understand that as you're going through life not everyone that smiles in your face or does one good deed for you is your friend i don't want my child to be taken advantage of right so i do talk to him more sternly and possibly more sternly than i talk to my daughter I will say that just like you guys, and I think that that's a good thing, that we're showing that there is a strong family dynamic in the black community. My wife, I am blessed to be yoked to her because she is the, the open ear and that available shoulder when I need to be the disciplinarian. Sometimes I don't like being the bad guy, but I know that that's the role that I have to play. And I'm hoping that I'm doing it in a different way than my father did. Because just like Elle said, sometimes you go through these you go through these phases or these stages with your parent as you are as a child and it completely walls you off from the conversations and the relationships that you should possibly or want to have with your parent. And I look at my relationship with my dad. I, to be honest with you, man, like the first time we ever really had a conversation conversation was the night he picked me up from uh, the bus station when I came back from boot camp. Like that was the first time my dad, like we really sat down and we had like a one-on-one. Other than that, it was, these are the guidelines, these are the rules, this is what you need to do, and I don't wanna hear complaints or whining or crying or anything about it, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And That's- like like he said, it's I, like Tonio said, I think it, it partially is a generational curse. Like you grow up and you learn these avenues and aspects of being a father and even as the world is changing and you're realizing that this may not be the right way for you to do things, it's reflective, reflexive for you to fall back on what you've learned as a kid in some, in some situations. Sometimes you get pushed to the brink of frustration or anger or disappointment and things might slip or you may, you know, you get what I'm saying? So I honestly, I, I feel Tony a hundred percent on this. Um, I'm just hoping that for his sake the way we are that we're yoked to the right women that can help him be that balance and also be his be proper counsel for him that when he steps out of bounds or gets a little bit too much that she's able to reel him in and I know that that's a fear any at least what he's described I know that that's a fear that most fathers have for their sons talk less about for their daughters so.
0: The other thing real quick that I throw in is that um, so your wife, you're equally yoked to your wife, right? That's great. If you want to get an outside opinion about um, ways to maybe impact your children, talk to your guy friends and see what they're doing too. Wow. Look, man, we all know we got some crazy, <laughs> some crazy, overly disciplinary male friends, right? Mm-hmm. And We know we got some, we know we got some friends um, who let their kids do a little too much. So I would say, just kind of bounce ideas and bounce scenarios off of them and kind of see where you fall in the middle or on or, or what spectrum you fall, because I think, you know, to what uh, Phil was saying a minute ago, man, like, these stereotypes that we grew up on, we have a tendency to fall back on that stuff. And so if you can see I always look at it like this but every time my mom said that's what y'all do I know I'm doing something right mm-hmm. right because we ain't we ain't carrying the same stuff I love the way they race me. I love the way they race me. I've never been in trouble or anything but the fact too, you right
2: ain't never been in trouble man, man shut up
0: yeah you know what I mean no no I've been, I, was, I was afraid of my father so I, I, I stayed out of I get trouble you. right a healthy period but I stayed out of trouble so um talk to your girlfriend i talk to sean all the time about uh fatherhood stuff uh, i talked to Ryan i talk to my like that. talk to them man. Dumb, they got kids and even care. if they don't if they don't have children kind of see what they think yeah? that's how you learn by talking to people with different perspectives and talking to people who come from different backgrounds even if we all black we ain't sharing the same background so,
2: so okay as we're talking about that right let me ask you because i mean he made a very good point about trying to impact these or impart these lessons but at the same time not projecting that that vision of toxic masculinity do you think that there's a fine line i think that there's a fine line i think that there's there's a way that the world is a savage place man there's a you have to be tough in some aspects and yes, the fact think- that it is coming from a man at least in today's age, it seems like it's automatically take, taken to be something toxic. I don't want to sound like one of those dudes, but I, I mean, mean, I guess I'm I sounding mean, like one of those
4: dudes. I mean, I, I would prefer my child to have a discerning intellect than a yeah. tough attitude. Yeah. You know what I mean? An ability to assess a situation with their mind first and decide on mm-hmm. whether or not to apply compassion or to, or apply, right. anger or to, or yeah. to apply something else entirely. Sure. Exactly. And I think, and, I think and,
3: and, that. I think a lot of it too, man, is that we want to instill so many things into our children right away that we want to cultivate them and mold them into something right away. And a lot of the things that we want to put into them is not appropriate right there. We should be wanting to cultivate that sensitive side. We should be wanting to cultivate that everybody's a friend side and teach little lessons. I think we live in a society where we are so afraid because of things that we've seen, generations seen on media, that we put things into our kids that just, it ends up doing, I don't think it stunts their growth, but at that moment, it doesn't allow that thing that is budding and blooming in them to get the type of nourishment that it possibly can get at that moment because we're concerned. Like, yo, I don't want you to be a punk. So yeah, yeah. yeah you can't be no punk because when you're 45 years old, can't nobody, you know, we want to do that at a young age instead of saying, you know what? That's okay. That's a lesson that we're gonna have time to talk about. You got plenty of time to do that. You don't need to know that quite just yet. Let's go ahead and, you know what I mean? We, and I, I dig it, but we gotta be mindful of that, man. And just let kids be kids, man. It's hard. And and I'll take it a step further. I'll take
0: it a step further. That's a perfect segue. A lot of times, especially with our sons, we want our sons to act just like us, right? And your yeah. are can we curse on your show? Are we allowed to
2: curse or <laughs> L does it all the time. Go ahead.
0: Okay, so we want our kids. To, we want our kids. To, we want our kids to act like us, and we have stuff too, right? So we, we're we're essentially, like Ethan said, we're instilling we're instilling these philosophies in our kids, and they don't even work for us. That's all we know, right? So if you really if you really want to know what kind of person your your child is, man, just let them talk let them run their house in, the, in between the paw patrols and in between the, the whatever something they like there's going to be some gems that drop and then you'll be able to see okay i need to fine-tune this i might need to tweak that you know i might need to kind of steer them away from this but but that's how you avoid toxic masculinity let your kids just be a kid like you, and Phil said, let them be a kid but you need to be there to guide them to behavior that you need Successful or that you think are not bad, right? And that's that's not a that is not a gender-based thing. Mm-hmm. They're good sex, right? And um and I think if you can do that, and that takes action, man. That's, it's not easy. That's yeah. why parenting is a lifelong job. You can be 75 years old and still teaching your kids stuff. Yeah, you know what
2: I'm saying? Ball, ball.
0: And, so, and that's what it's about.
2: Yeah, you're right about that. If it, if they came with handbooks, it'd be a lot easier. But they don't. So. Yeah. but here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Tonio, man, thank you. We really appreciate you sending your letter. And all all jokes aside, man, we really hope that you're able to get things together. I just, fatherhood is not the bro, easiest bro, job to have. It's bro. a job that you can never quit. You can never fall back on. We just hope that you build the skill sets that you need to be able to raise a, raise a Flourishing children and keep your family intact. You know? uh, if you want to get your emails and comments shared on the show, you can message us on our Facebook page or you can send us an email to in the blackpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Phil, why don't you go ahead and kick it off for us, man?
4: All right. Well, before I begin, uh, let me first issue an immediate apology to our guest because uh, what I'm about to talk about is uh, somewhat ratchet adjacent. <laughs>
3: Jason, that's what I'm talking about. My ass. My apologies. My
4: apologies, brother, My apologies. My apologies. I
2: got
3: well, I'm
4: gonna Don't right apologize
2: now. to his ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: oh, oh so we can't I curse, know. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, check it out. Um, I guess it was hard to avoid, but um apparently, uh time one of a uh, time's person, uh, time's entertainer of the year, or the decade, entertainer of no, the year. Yeah, uh, Lizzo. Uh, attended the uh, Lakers Timberwolves game on Sunday. And she wore an interesting
0: <laughs>
4: and you know, she wore a black t shirt dress that looked, you know, nice and humble. You oh you know
3: man. From,
4: from, from from the from the from the aft deck view. <laughs> um however <laughs> what, what he's trying however, to say was however, however, business in the front however, party in the back bro. however <laughs> however oh. however when the young lady, you know, walked past the cameras and took a full view of a thong and some fishnet stockings on some, print, on some print shit, except like maybe, you know, except, you know, a little more color, a
0: little
4: more area to cover. Um, now, okay, now, apparently, apparently the, uh, the Laker girls uh, did a performance featuring one of her songs called Juice. And you know, Lizzo decided to take part and uh began to shake what her mama, grandmama, great grandmama gave her courtside.
2: Oh, <laughs> courtside. And hey, you so, know hold up, man. You know what the funniest part of that is, right? What's that? Because I watched the video. Yeah, man. And they had her on the Jumbotron and everything.
4: I man. Yo,
2: then, then yo. She was dancing yo, and you saw yo her from the front. Rolls, bro. And then they and then she turned around <laughs> and dropped it, right? And the Jumbotron quickly jumped to <laughs> something. <else. laughs> it was like, oh, we wasn't expecting okay. that, my guy. Okay, so
4: so 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 gentlemen, gentlemen I just got you know, that the, the uh, you know that her uh, her impromptu performance caused quite the uproar on social media. Um, you know, with people taking different sides of the issue if there is an issue, um uh, but apparently there are perspectives here on how women need to be acting, you know, in public and stuff and uh, Phil took
2: his PC course earlier today. That's right. Yeah, happened.
4: yeah, yeah. So I'm not gonna issue any I'm not issuing any opinions before my brothers do. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I'll go first. Please. We'll let
2: the guests go first. Go ahead. Let baby.
4: the guests go first, please. Ain't
0: that about a bitch, man? Um, <laughs> oh, now they can curse. Oh, right, right. Oh, right. Yeah, um, I'm glad you All right, so. What do you think? What do you think? All right, so, about my. When I saw this, my initial thought was uh, I didn't really have a problem with it from the standpoint of, like he said, when Prince did it, nobody seemed to care. So, I didn't understand why when Luzo did it, people did care. I, what I will say is I thought her her. Uh, her attire was inappropriate for the venue okay but aside from that I don't really care what she does I don't listen to her music I don't watch her commercials I don't really know anything I think she's from Houston that's about the most that I know of her um and that's it so I'm still not gonna listen to her music I still don't care what she does I really don't have an opinion so like this is this I don't even know to am adjacent to be quite honest because it was pretty mainstream for the week,
3: right? <laughs> like, right?
0: You know, you know, you know when the whites are talking about this too. It ain't, it's, it's, it's what we call mainstream. So, yeah, man, like, if she if she wants to do that and and she wants to dress that way, that's fine. I've heard people try to turn this into a conversation about she's happy being who she is. I heard other people say, "Oh, y'all, y'all yeah. got if it was a if it that was a, a skinny chick, yeah. if it was a skinny chick, y'all wouldn't care." inappropriate any and whatever. She's yeah. at a game. You know what I mean? Just chill. But but other than that, I have no opinion on what she wears whatsoever. And I'm like so I ain't about to sit here and tell any of you show what they should and shouldn't wear or how they should and shouldn't shouldn't. Uh so yeah. L- yeah. you go
3: <laughs> <laughs> but that you shit teed was that cool. up for you to get in trouble, so go ahead. That shit was exactly. so tacky. Right. <laughs> I mean, it was absolutely tacky attire for that particular venue. I don't give a damn who would have had it on—big, small, blue, oh, bruh, black, cool. white, whatever. Bruh, yeah. it was—it was tacky. Uh, and I think most people will agree, whether regardless of which side you fall on, it—that was an attire that should not been at that particular venue. That's bruh. number one. But outside of that. Listen, I couldn't name one of her damn songs right now. If there was a gun to my head, I am. Not, it didn't make me run out and stream my music. It didn't run out to make me try to find out who the hell she is or what she about. If anything, it was also oh, another cloud chaser. Look at this, and kept it moving. I, I I didn't get moved by it. But what I did find fascinating was these. The way this particular incident bloomed into all this other stuff of, Yeah. Uh, yeah, shaming, yeah
4: you know, it was it was the re, it was a reaction that got me. I was like
3: yeah. damn I don't care if, if it was Meg the stallion out there with that, it would have been the same type of response. I'd have been like, That's it's it's for, tacky, tacky. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. But I felt be the, I felt the exact the same way, man. Of, I, I mean, I don't give a shit about all that. Uh, man, it was, it was, you know what's, I, I thought it was interesting that people got all up in arms about Holly weird shit doing Holly weird shit. You get what I'm saying? It's like, you expect people that are in the entertainment industry and in that business to do things that on occasion can be outlandish. Phil's cousin the other day was dressing up like a damn a quarter. You know what I'm saying? He painted his whole body silver and started walking around the streets, trying to give oh. sermons and shit, and kicking out over there, kicking it with Joel Alstein, looking like a <laughs> looking like a throwaway diamond shit. But then you have your girl coming out here, and she's shaking her, basically, really just shaking her ass in a family venue. And I'm like, come on, son. Like, I get that you want to be who you are, but. But, well, so wait, mean, but,
0: but, let's, but let's slow down on calling it a family venue, too, right? It's L.A. There, there we go. Man, yeah. shut the hell up. Well, if, this was Houston, you would, yeah. if,
2: if this was Houston, you'd have a different opinion. No, 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 right?
0: Right, right, <laughs> right. But courtside in Houston and courtside in L.A. or New York aren't exactly the same thing. It's like saying courtside in Memphis, right?
2: Maybe, maybe. I, I see what Look, you're it's saying. It's a little
0: different. It's a little different. That's if you were a parent and you were offended <laughs> at that, I'm thinking maybe you shouldn't have taken
2: your child to a game in L.A. That's may, well, may, maybe, I, right, okay, I, I, see what you, I see what you're saying. I think the thing that, but afterwards, I think one of the most interesting parts. Um, but
4: most NBA games are marketed as family-friendly events.
2: And they shouldn't. They're marketed yeah, that I, I, way. But I don't know that they should be. I, yeah. Yeah, okay, that, maybe that, they shouldn't yeah, be. But, yeah, that's a but, different but conversation. But they're selling they, sell yeah, t- they
0: sell the tickets to the kids below you. fifteen. I you know? get you. I mm. get point you. No, point taken. You're right. There. Okay. Point taken. But
2: I think one of the most interesting parts of it, though, was that afterwards she. I don't know what the platform was that she used, but she posted a video, yeah. um, a tearful video in response to all of the backlash that she's gotten. And she's like, you know, live your life and I all the people tell you people, what you supposed to do bro. and so on and so forth. But this is my thing. I hate them. Dude, this is my thing. I think that it's, you can't in one breath say that people should live their life and be who you are, and you don't care about the haters and all that other stuff, and then get worked up when you get people that are going to show you that hey this comes with the territory that's number 1 secondly everyone hates respectability politics until it's time to be respectable like you said the venue in itself wasn't the proper venue for her to appear like that like if she was over at name a high a high uh a well known club or something like that that's I could see that maybe even if she was like going on a night on the town like or better like at her own show. Right. Or red carpet. maybe even, I wouldn't even <laughs> say a red carpet event. Because you know, people do those outlandish things when they go to these award shows and stuff like that. I could possibly see that. But come come on, man. But like, she
3: asked for this. Into Enter, entering into the arena, one of her friends was recording her and airing it and streaming it from the very beginning, you got it. I saw that. You elicited this I saw attention. Look, so see, you get all this attention, and then all of a sudden, when people are like, "Yo, that's crazy," you get mad because they're giving you the very thing. Like, "Yo, what you think they was going to do?"
4: The first yeah. thing my first thing my wife said when she saw that twerking video was like, "Wait a minute, they saying about you." Like, this say is say one of your concerts. Yeah. This right. is this is
1: about the the, the, the Lakers and the Timberwolves. Yeah, and,
2: right. Right. You
1: know.
4: I mean,
2: I I guess that's just the. I think it's just the environment that we live in now, especially with social media. Because, like L said, street from the very beginning, before the game even started, it was like what three or four minute video just of her friend following her with her ass out. I, 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 all, all I can say is. I've never been one to tell my wife what to wear, um, but she knows that if she looks at me and, I, and she's asking me like, what's going on with this outfit? If I give her the side eye, I mean, you know what I mean? We all have those moments. Somebody should have given her the side eye. Like, dog, like this is, I get you trying to be you and be all out there, but this ain't the place. This ain't the place. Yeah, this ain't was it. all out there, yeah. <laughs> oh, but you loved every single moment of it though.
3: No, bro, that's not my flavor, bro. <laughs> It's a mountain climber for every mountain. I dig it. But as for your boy, nah, bro. I like hills and valleys. I'm good. listen. We're about to yo, we're,
2: we're gonna we're gonna cut this right now before you find yourself. In some serious... Oh, your wife listens to this show. <laughs> The women listen <laughs> to this show. You bring up, hold up, hills I, and valleys. Listen, hills I brought, and valleys. That's a whole episode right there. <laughs>
3: hills going valleys show that his
2: wife is going to listen hills to this
3: show. Like these are the type of motherfuckers that chew best. People like <"Yeah."> hills and <laughs> valleys. <laughs>
4: screams and brooks you know
2: what I'm saying cliffs and mountains it's the crevasse (laughs) (laughs) right, we're going to take a quick break but when we come back we're going to be in the spirit of the holiday season and we're going to ask ourselves what's the worst and the most unique gift that we've gotten Uh, stick around we'll be right back
0: Hi, I'm Mike from the Genuine Chit Chat Podcast, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. I speak to a wide variety of guests, from travellers to musicians to those afflicted with mental or physical illnesses. There's really no subject that's off-limits from movies to politics and even controversial topics ranging from sex to drug reform and political correctness. So if you still believe in the art of conversation, are intrigued by healthy debates with different ideas and perspectives you may not have thought of, and want to podcast where every episode is about something different with a variety of guests, then this may be the podcast for you. You can hear us on YouTube and all your favourite podcast apps, and follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. So if you want to hang out and listen to honest conversations with interesting people, then come to Genuine Chit Chat, where I'm your host, Mike Burton.
2: All right. Thanks for sticking around and welcome back. In the previous segment, we talked about the difficulties of raising a young black boy. And we also talked about Lizzo, uh, shaking what her mama gave her and all that other stuff. Uh, But right now, we're going to jump into the season. And uh, we're going to ask a very interesting question. What's the most unique or (laughs) terrible gift that you've gotten? V, go ahead and take it over, man.
0: Um, yeah man so when uh when we were talking um earlier about what we're going to do for the show tonight i was asking sean uh what was the most memorable or best gift that you ever received and the reason why i asked this question is because i always think back to the magical night that i got my uh concord 11 and the the hell that i had to go through to get them so my my girlfriend at the time now my wife i had like four computers set up man I was like logging in and like clicking on everything. And I was just failing all the way around, right? Um, couldn't get through to anything. I had like two sites on my phone and everything. My wife was like, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm trying to get these shoes. And she was like, well, why is it so difficult to get them? And you know, me thinking I'm the genius that I am, I'm like, look, I ain't gonna explain this shit to you. Just <laughs> you're messing, my, you're messing my process up, right? And I don't have time to talk to you about this stuff because I'm trying to get these shoes. My wife pulled out her computer. She went to nike.com. She went and she's like, What size do you wear? And I was like, I wear 12. She said, Okay, so what's the problem? I said, What you mean? And they had a confirmation symbol, a confirmation <laughs> I said, You know, what the fuck just happened? And she was like, Oh, I got you the shoes. I said, What? And it was like, You know, you're supposed to be grateful. You're supposed to be grateful, but I was so mad that she was able to get through without I couldn't. Use- Fellas, I couldn't even be—I even be grateful at the time. So I always think back on that because it's the—it's the funniest, like, most memorable gift that I had. It um, came from her. so we still here. That's why I kept her around. Because that
3: kind of Thank God for it's successful unions.
0: <laughs> Man,
2: black women coming and saving the day once again. What? Go-
0: <laughs> All day, bro. Phil, you
4: go ahead, man. That, yeah. I mean, love I mean I, I can't, Dude, I can't really I can't I mean, stop that, bro. You I mean I mean, all right. <laughs> I, I can't really think of a, a gift that I can't think of a unique gift that I got, but I I, I can remember probably one of the tackiest gifts I ever gave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that
2: better. I'm not <laughs> even surprised that you chose this route, Phil. Go ahead
4: I <laughs> Yo, I Yo, look, I'm not even gonna get into the story. I'm just gonna give you two words. See pet. Oh.
2: No you okay. didn't. See no, pet, I did, you, I did.
3: You, you, the light-skinned card is about to get revoked. Revoked?
4: <laughs> I was very young. No, no, no I was, it shouldn't be revoked.
0: That's all I I was a real light-skinned shit. I, I, I was very young. Immense. Hold on, I was on. very Howard. I was, this was This was before college. He, he was 40. <laughs> no, I was not 40, nigga.
4: It's not 40, nigga. Look, see, look, I, I choose to disclose. You want to, now you wanna take advantage of me and shit? All right, I got you, I got you. I got you, I got you, I got you, bro. I got you. I'm about to die. I got you. Oh yes, you are,
2: you are gonna die. That's gonna be true.
4: Were you over the age of eight when you did this? Yeah,
1: oh uh, yes I was. Yes. I was.
3: <laughs> oh my god. god. <laughs>
4: Yes, oh, that man. was that
2: beige okay. rage. that now, there. Now,
4: now, 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 now. To be fair, there was man. a little, there was there, there, was a little conflict in the air. So,
2: oh, so you did it to be an asshole? Okay, I get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, I got
4: a
3: gift,
2: man. That was. Uh, <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah. So she still got
2: something. <laughs> I like how you guys cover <laughs> it up with your brother right here. Yeah, I see yeah, exactly. you. I, I see, see you. She's These the mad. <laughs> you guys are you ridiculous. Know, All right, next. <laughs>
3: The next, am <laughs> next. To, I didn't got some. Next, you know, grow, growing up in the hood, bro, I didn't got some, some hood type of gifts, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah. My brother gave me a, a box of Magnum condoms that had four taken out one year. <laughs> Yo. <Yeah. laughs> um, I don't know what he had planned. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo. This is mad. Yeah, oh, my daughter gave me a wallet and then asked me for some money right afterwards. That was kind of fascinating. <laughs> oh my
4: God. Hey, yeah, God. Yeah,
3: that's parody, bro. That's just... Yeah. Damn. I'm trying to think of... I don't, you know, regifted many of the female persuasion in my lifetime. Uh, you know, I, I'll just... And <laughs> very lowly. uh, in my I ain't shit days, I you know, <laughs> all right, so we all have them, yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, Sean, come on, bro. My, you, want my dude, <laughs> you, 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 you <laughs> killed me. L <laughs> took the L, took the championship tonight, boy. You got I, I the belt, trying, bro. <laughs> I mean. I did, at one time, when oh my, my wife God. was my girlfriend, I almost bought her some exercise equipment and did not realize the message that that would be sending wow. until I you, until, like, until I told my mom, this is what I got, yo, got her. She's like- You were temporarily insane, yo. I, I was, for a second, you were I temporarily was. temporarily
4: insane, you were about mom, to die. <laughs> You wouldn't was, be here. <laughs> you wouldn't be here right now. There's no you know, doubt, man. You would you know, not be here right now.
2: I told my mom, and she was like, "Is something wrong with you?" I said, "What do you mean?" Yeah. And she, I mean, <laughs> I thought it was, you know, no. I wasn't cheap. considerate. You it, it was, considerate. Thought it was considerate. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it, was, it wasn't like it was cheap. So she's like, "No, you better take that back and find something else." I said, yeah. Uh, yeah. Extra yeah. something
0: though.
2: Yeah. All the worst to be that? oh, a mop.
3: Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Or vacuum. Yeah, yeah, vacuum. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I did, I did buy my mom when I was like, oh, when when I was not, when I turned my when I turned sixteen and I had my first job. I did make the mistake of buying my mom a blender for Christmas, <laughs> and she did not talk to me for the remainder of uh, December.
0: Oh my god. But it's but it's weird though, right? Because like now, air fryers are all the rage. So if you got your woman an like, air fryer, I bet she would be happy as hell. Because Listen, that's, that's what they like.
2: Listen, my mom bought me an air fryer boat. two, I love, I love two years ago frying. for my birthday, boat dog. On. It was boat. the best thing she's bought me in how many donkey years, dog. It was ridiculous. <laughs> you should've, I was extra excited. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh But you know, you, you. I mean, I, you, you gotta be careful, bro. I know, I'm trying to be, yeah. I'm trying to be. Dang I dessert, think tomorrow. also we should talk about, besides the fact that we're giving out these ridiculous gifts or receiving ridiculous gifts, sometimes the environments that we're in and the gifts that we're given as kids can build a resentment to the holiday season. I will not <laughs> lie. I am probably the biggest Grinch during the holiday season. I'm, I, it doesn't excite me. I'm all up in arms about it. I, it feels like pulling teeth to think about buying people a gift for for this season during this time period, and I do it because I got kids. All jokes aside, I know I know it makes me sound terrible, but no, I don't care no, at this no. point. I don't I don't want to put up a damn tree. Don't put no damn stockings mm-hmm. up in my house. But because I have kids, you know, mm-hmm. I I, re- I relent and I let it I let it roll. I told you how my wife and I we got into a i won't say a fight i'll say we got into a spirited debate when my son asked me about santa claus and i told him that santa wasn't real yeah. and my wife got mad because she's like i was taking away his childhood and i was like i'm not giving some fat white dude any credit, credit for all <laughs> of the year that i've been busting my ass about <laughs> these damn gifts so i mean I, I don't know about you guys but i know that as a kid growing like you see, like el said growing up in the hood not having much, sometimes it's just like, okay, all right, I got a pair of socks this Christmas. Let's yeah. move on, like, let's go to school. Like, what's the, what's the big issue, so?
4: Well, I mean, being part of a family that was um, in close proximity to a lot of its other members, like my father had a big family. Mm. And, um, and over time, a lot of my uncles and aunts moved in the area. So Christmas just kind of kinda grew. Over years in my house, um, until I mean, it got you know pretty out of control, but it was still mm, fun. Interesting, I mean, something so to be honest, I have a lot of great memories of Christmas mainly because like so much family was here and it's yeah. so into it. And and um, it's something that kind of that stuck with my family for a while. I mean, kind of t- 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 till just about now, you know, but uh, yeah,
3: mm.
4: I'm sorry, so, you guys had such a rough time, you know, uh,
3: so, mm-hmm. for me, the holidays are incredibly difficult. And having little ones, particularly little girls, during the holidays, bruh, they want to do everything. They yeah. want to see Santa, and it takes a lot of energy to get myself up to participate in a manner where I don't allow my own experience to and really it's to rub off. I get you rub yeah. off on them. So it's like, okay, some shit that I really don't want to do. I'm gonna do just for the sake of allowing them to have some sort of memory of the joint. That's why I try to keep the emphasis on family. Uh, we don't you, do a whole gifts. You know what I mean? It's all about family. You guys and don't you don't exchange gifts? Time. We exchange gifts, but we may exchange top three gifts. No more than that.
2: Okay.
3: but also I got, you know, I got three little
2: ones. So th- they already got Fifty eleven thousand damn toys as it is. Right. How, so, how, my, how old is the oldest? I know it sounds crazy as I'm asking the question. What is the next age after your oldest? Five. Jesus Christ, that's a big gap, my guy. So five, two, and one.
3: Yeah. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. So my mm. whole day is Teen Titans Go. You know, <laughs> bro. So I got to do it. I got to participate in the matter because my five year old goes to school, and she comes home, and all she's talking about is the commercials and stuff that her friends at school is talking about. So she's like, "Dad, when we go to the toy store," I'm like, "We ain't never go to." <laughs> <laughs> but I gotta, have, I gotta maintain that balance with her though, because again, the peer pressure for her going to school and talking. I don't want her to go to school and be picked on, taken advantage of. Ostracized oh, so I mean,
2: or whatever. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's a hell of a balance, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I wish I could throw the whole thing in the trash at times, man. But it is what it is at this point. Because mm-hmm. I look at the holiday season. I'm Besides like the gifts part, I used to see my my parents just the struggle that they went through to get what they got. Ooh. And see my mom do, you know, cooking and getting ready for our family to get together and stuff like that. I saw the toll that it took on her. And t- what's funny is that even to this day, my mom's in her mid sixties, man. She still still does it now. She's getting ready to put everything down. You know what I mean? And I'm like, mom, when you you need to chill, like you can't keep doing this. She's like, No, nah, it's just like a nature to her now. Yeah. At this point, yeah, she's not she can't give it up. So all right. Besides the gifts, what is the best memory that I guess that you guys have from the holiday season? If any? Wow. Uh, damn, that, that 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 says a lot, man. Are you guys struggling to find like the best memory you guys no, have. Well, no, I mean it's,
0: it's a it's a, it's a, it's a catalog I mean, okay, okay, so, okay. Um so probably the first one after my daughter was born. My daughter was born in September. So by the time Christmas came around, she was probably like, what, eight weeks or mm-hmm. something like that. So that was special because we were told we only had a 2% chance of having kids. So I think I cried like that whole morning because wow. um, that was that was a big deal because she wasn't supposed to be here. Um, wow. I remember like my mother and my father have been married, I don't even know how long, but a long time. So I remember every every Christmas Eve, we would do like one stocking stuffer and one little gift. And so... You seen the, the baby Yoda memes where it says like mm. looking at the at the gift you said you weren't gonna buy the child but you knew you got it for him anyway. <laughs> right? They would be waiting for me to open that one thing that that was coming. So i had a lot of a lot of great memories so when you ask that question it's hard to kind of catalog all that shit
2: because- yeah, i get you yeah, quite a bit i get you yeah. i get you l what's your favorite moment or best moment for uh the holidays well, my,
3: growing up my family is uh the older people are deeply religious people man staunch christian folks so you're not allowed to drink or do any of that type of stuff but all the young people drink so after dinner after dessert All the young people slowly, one by one, begin to peel off
0: (laughs) and disappear. And right right behind the
3: house,
0: you know, is where
3: everybody will pop their trunk, return the music, you know, not too loud, but pop the trunk. And all the cousins, man, would just get, just just have a good old time, man. And then stagger back into the kitchen. (laughs) <laughs> and, 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 and leftovers.
2: No doubt, no doubt. Phil, your best memory from uh, the holiday season, man.
4: Uh, my best memories were mostly when we uh, when I was much younger, when, uh, when I had more family in Canada. You know, there was the occasional year when we would make the trip to Canada and spend Christmas up there. Yeah, And when my grandmother was still alive, uh, she would bake these these pine tarts that I could not stop eating. Um, you know I was a terrible thief with them shits.
2: Yeah. Um, and
4: <laughs> I, you know, I loved it. I loved it to death. She made Christmas a lot of fun, and you know I had, to, I had some cousins that I don't see a, a, a lot of nowadays up there. I I had some really good times. I have mean, up in Canada,
3: you know, okay. for Christmas. Yeah. Canada was lovely <laughs> too, bro. Hey. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a
4: beautiful, beautiful area.
3: Beautiful yeah. area. What area? Yes, what part
4: yeah, were you, right? yeah. are you <laughs> in? <laughs> Um, so what, what uh, part Ontario. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Wow,
2: wow, wow. Uh, best part. Uh, oddly enough, best part of the holidays for me, best moment I would say, uh, I think was, uh, the holiday after my wife and I got married. Um, we got married in November, and. It was odd because my parents gave my parents at times, you know, as I got older, my parents didn't really give me gifts. They may give me money or they'll give me a card or whatever, call it a day, but they actually bought us a gift and it, it was, it said Mr. and Mrs. on number two. And it was like very emotional for me because like I said, getting, getting older, my parents weren't giving us gifts. And that was the first time that I saw something like that for me and my wife. So that's probably one of the best moments that I've had.
3: Did you All say right. some shit about your wife in the midst of the show? Because that was a nice cleanup just now. It really was. Yeah, I just be concerned, bro. Because, you know, you come through every show at the end and say something really nice and sweet about your wife. Because this nigga's always in trouble. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> He's still,
4: He's doing trouble, for He's still the, trouble for that hair. He's still trouble for that hair. God, it. Bill.
2: And Very two fun. Brutus,
4: and two Brutus. Sure, That's yo, how you do it. Yo, I, I know you said one eye open, cause she will cut that shit. She will cut it.
2: <laughs> yeah, blink,
4: blink twice if she got <laughs> under your head. like <laughs> <out, wait laughs> <on>. You
2: know, <laughs> good motherfucker.
4: What's
2: <laughs> your cash? man? Burn it, man. Don't do that, dog. Don't do that. Don't do that. All right, man. Right about now, we usually would give you minutes of news to take with yourself into the week. But what we're going to do tonight, we're going to do a segment called Hard Pass. Who needs to fall back? What needs to fall back? Who needs to have a seat? So, uh, L. Who needs to have a hard pass Kanye, needs to have a hard pass? Kanye! Kanye, Kanye <laughs> Couldn't Kanye, even get boy. it out. Yeah, Kanye take a bro, hard pass,
3: nigga. dude do that on a bucket of silver spray paint, though, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, fall back. <laughs> Listen, get yourself together, man. You're on a spiritual journey? Cool, man. Go ahead and do that. But do that shit quietly in the corner. Fall <laughs> <laughs> back, bro.
2: Phil, who needs to have a hard pass, man?
4: I mean, I mean, it's kind, of, it's kind of a given, you know what I'm saying? But Mr. Weinstein and his $25 million settlement. That's mm-hmm.
2: crazy. Yeah, that's a wild ass shit. What? Probably Weinstein, man.
3: Weinstein, man. He's paying off his accusers twenty five million dollars, and wow. they can't. It was another situation where they can't prosecute him, where they won't testify against him if they accept the payment. The future exactly, wow. exactly, and
4: he's all in a walker now.
2: Yeah, he's he's playing it up. He's playing it up. Vernon, <sighs> who needs to have a hard pass, man. And
0: look, man, we—I'm sure you guys talk about this ignorant ass dude all the time, but Donald Trump is out here attacking. Yes, uh, teens with autism and telling them they need to chill out and they need to wash their temper Disgusting. I'm not I'm not surprised by anything he does uh, I'm, I'm continually disgusted by 90% of what he does and this is just another example this is absolutely baseless, classless and he's setting a terrible example um, for adulthood and for what the United States is supposed to represent he can get the fuck off
2: yeah no joke no joke uh, hard pass for me this week. I saw something in the news the other day that said that the chicken war, chicken sandwich wars, weren't over, and apparently McDonald's is coming out with their own special chicken sandwich. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but once I pass the age of fifteen, eating McDonald's gives me the BG's, So McDonald's needs to throw that whole chicken sandwich thing in the trash. They, they're really revving to get into this this battle. I, all right. The fact that it's gotten to that point really just kind of blows my mind.
3: But, I don't know what bro. fucks me up more—the fact that you announced that you get BGs from it, or the story itself, bro. I, 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 Listen, it, Elgin. it makes Elgin. sense for McDonald's to get
2: involved, bro. Listen, Elgin, I, 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 have your address. I can pay you a visit this weekend. You, keep, <laughs> you, you think you, you think you think you keep pushing your goddamn luck? <laughs>
1: thank you man
2: I appreciate you shut hey, up I appreciate you being on the show man thank you so much man uh, before we head out please tell people where they can find you if they'd yeah, like to find you
0: yeah man so um, again we're University college podcast you can find us wherever major podcasts are available for free uh, we have a website at universitycollegepodcast.com uh, you can catch me on instagram and on the Twitters And I opine 11 on all those platforms. Um, and when did the McDonald's slander get so high, man? Like, don't act like McDonald's fries didn't get you off the childhood. Y'all some liars. You uh, you oh, this dude, this, is, this dude. What are you talking
3: about?
0: You just turned you your mouth. You just turned your mouth. You disrespectful, <laughs> loyal, unloyal. <you disrespectful, laughs> <you disrespectful, laughs> that, that, that entire uh, Denzel speech for training day, man. All of that. <laughs> Those fries got you off through everything. You, you got that. headstand. and he you did not
3: believe overnight.
0: Okay, that's right. Exactly, exactly. Oh,
3: now, y'all, now, y'all, now, y'all, now you niggas want steak cut fries. All of a sudden, now you gotta yeah, have steak cut fries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A waffle fries. A fresh steak cut, dude, bro. Right. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> like, oh, be, where can people find up. you if
2: they like to find you, man?
3: Oh, man? uh Yeah, man, you can find me on everything, man. Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, at Elgin Daily. Holla at me. No
4: doubt, Phil. Where can
2: people find you if they like to find you,
4: man? Man, they can find me on Instagram at sp methods or at audiomac.com at sp methods. And at Bandcamp.com, at SP Methods. You no,
2: know, it just seems like there's a theme there. I like that. Oh, and yeah. I am big. Oh, Mr. In the Black himself. You can find me on oh, Twitter and on Instagram at Mr. Underscore In the Black. And I want to thank you guys once again for joining us for another episode of the In the Black podcast. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you chose to kick it with us, and we appreciate it. Help us continue these conversations by reaching us at In the Black. PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. And as always, informed, intelligent, in the black. Black. Peace. Peace,
0: This is the In the Black Podcast.
1: In the Black Podcast. Big old, old my brethren, big uh, up. Duck up, he make up, he rip it up. Make it sizzle on them just a little, don't in give them too much. Yeah, we in the black and it's all good. Oh. Mr. Hustle Hard, Orange Crush, this for all hoods, this for everybody. Intelligent, Intelligent folks who read books, yeah. even part time yeah. crooks listening and get Yeah, on the game right now, we got a big foot. On them black social issues, we got the intro. Speak about the things that get you, tend to leave you all shook. Speak about the current events that made us all look. look. Big up every African king, big, big up snow no brook. Big up every African queen, this thing's Five all good. In the black podcast, never, never whack. All you other podcast cats better step back. Yeah, I love playing around on the track. And Jay Henny's better than many, you know, it's a but fact. We pass them, you can't outmatch what we have. Fill the impact in the black podcast. You know, the black podcast, run the black love <laughs> chat, bo, the news, and upon your head, up top. Coming to face, Natalie, come to the top ya your top. You know, the black, you know, the black, the nobody's podcast, black. Said that guy, he not the black